This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So joining us today, um, a goalkeeper who has made 180 career appearances so far, made his professional debut at the age of 18, and eight years later, finds himself at his eighth club, Ipswich Town Football Club, where he wears the number 28 shirt, Christian Walton Wilkins. The eight stuff stops now, sorry. I just went a little bit overboard with the research. How are you, firstly? Yeah, all good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's so it's Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon when we record this. Um, it is cold today. I fear for you. Have you been training this morning? Yeah, it was a chilly one. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't one of the warmest, but um, it's that time of year, isn't it? So um, is lots right? of layers and, and uh, keep nice and warm. Exactly right. And we'll talk about that and um, how the kind of role of goalkeeper is a bit of a harsh one in, in terms of the winter and the conditions and stuff like that later on. Obviously, first off, um, a bit of disappointment after last night. Um, a night off for you, but bouncing straight back, obviously, with a cup match on Saturday, which you must be looking forward to. Yeah, I think it's a it's it's a big week. Um with obviously three three games. Um we obviously wanted to pick up three three good results. Obviously starting with Sunday. Um wasn't to be last night. I thought dominant first half, um, slipped off at second and then goes to penalties and it's a toss of the coin really, isn't it? Um for penalties. So yeah, all uh, all focus on Saturday now, another another big cup game. I think we saw what Oldham brought to us in in the first couple of first couple of games, so um, I think Saturday will be no different. Um, so no, I think everyone's ready for it, and we obviously want to progress into the third round because then obviously the bigger teams are in, and you can get anyone. So um, yeah, all all ready for Saturday. I was going to I was going to ask you about the FA Cup at the end actually, but getting through the second round obviously massive and and i'll be honest i can say this you don't have to we've got a pretty lousy record in the fa cup for the last few years so i think we we are kind of all praying for a bit of a an fa cup journey is there anyone if we get through past barry that you're looking forward to because am i right you grew up as a plymouth fan didn't you yeah i was a plymouth fan um still follow them now family do and uh got a lot of friends that support the club so 
Um, yeah, obviously a trip home would be quite nice, but um, I think one of the Premier League teams would be the most attractive. Um, yeah. When we were when I was at Wigan, actually, we we had a good run in the FA Cup, and we we uh, came across some some really good teams and and progressed well. And we played against Premier League teams, and like you said, the fans obviously at the club haven't had a much enjoyment from the FA Cup in previous years, um, from what I've heard. So. Um, if we do get a Premier League team, I think, and, and do well, it does bring a, a really big buzz buzz to the place and, and to the stadium, definitely. Yeah. Um, taking on the country's best. So um, hopefully, I, we, hopefully we get a Premier League team. I was going to say, I, I might be wrong on this. Did you play in that Man City Cup tie? With, with, with yeah, you? Did. you did. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. What a night that must have been. Yeah, it was, well, I'd say it's one of the best best nights I've had in football. Honestly, it was um, one that I'll never forget. It was It was surreal. Didn't really know what was happening at the time. Um, that was a crazy one. And a great night for the boss as well, by the look of it. Yeah, well. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the last, I think we scored with about 10 minutes to go and it's the longest 10 minutes I've ever had in football <laughs> and will be the longest 10 minutes I've ever had in my life, probably. So, um, no, it was an unbelievable, unbelievable game. And then we were unlucky in the next round, to be fair. We we played Southampton in the, court, it would have been the quarterfinals and, and dominated them in the first half and were unlucky not to get the goal and, they obviously scored and then um, went on to win the game. So, but no, it was just just unreal for like the whole club, um, the press coverage the club gets, the like, all the media and all that sort of stuff. It's it's really good. And then obviously the fans are are going to to big grounds. But um, let's just uh, beat Barrow first, and then yeah, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very quickly. I mean, how do you prepare for? I mean, playing Man City. Just, I guess you, they're like, you just have to remember that these are human beings, right? I mean, they might have better resources and all that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's 11 v 11, isn't it? Is that the kind of mindset that, you have to take? I think so, yeah. I think you've hit the nail on the head. It was like you're watching their pre match, like in the pre match meetings, you're watching their clips and the manager's trying to put, pick out negatives, and I don't think there was any. So, <laughs> like, you're like, what chance have we got? But it's, it's, a, it's a game of football, the cliches, it's, it's just a one off game. and like you say, 11, 11 men against 11 men. So it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an unbelievable like tie if you do get it and um, playing and challenging yourself against the best players in the world. It's it's, it's surreal. But um, yeah, obviously win Saturday and then who knows? Yeah. Hopefully Man City again. Fingers crossed there. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, we mentioned Plymouth. Um, you, you've been with us um, since the end of August. Yeah. Um, how are you settling in? I, I, I kind of, again, I, I can say this and you don't have to. We know Ipswich is kind of in a little bit of the arse end of nowhere, but I guess you kind of know what that's like from the opposite side of the country, really. Your small town you grew up in, Plymouth probably the only team yeah. nearby, wasn't it? Yeah, Plymouth. You've got Exeter, Torquay, but Plymouth were the biggest at, with the like centre of excellence academy structure when I was growing up. So, And obviously I was a, a season ticket holder, a big fan of the club when I was younger. So I didn't want to play for Exeter or talk. It was Plymouth only. And I just had my head set on that from, from a young age. And um, I didn't actually make a professional debut before I left to go to Brighton, but um, I was lucky enough to go back on loan and play for the club. And my debut was actually the local derby. Um, oh, nice. So um, I fulfilled the dream I always wanted as a kid. And that was to play at home park in, for, for Plymouth. So um no, it was, it was obviously brilliant to play that. But yeah, I've settled in well in, in, in Ipswich. It's, um, it's quite a similar sort of place to, to Plymouth and the South Coast, really. Um, lots of countryside, um, not too busy. And it's it's a nice part of the world. And um, no, I've settled in really well. And, and I'm enjoying my time here. So um, long may it continue.
Yeah, and and probably an area where this which takes the football super seriously and re- is really passionate about it, which we obviously are here. And and I was gonna we've spoken about him already. Need to talk about the boss. Um, presumably he's a big part of of the reason to join us because we mentioned Wigan a couple of seasons with with him there. Presumably he was a big factor in in your arrival here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was probably the biggest. Um, got to the end of the window in August, and I wasn't. I wasn't playing at Brighton, um, was down the pecking order there and I just wanted to be playing football again. Um, had a season last year where I was, I played twice in the cup for, for Brighton and in the FA Cup and that was it. That was the only game time I really got. So um, for a player that had been playing season upon season out on loan and then um, going back to Brighton for a season where I wasn't playing was difficult and I just wanted to be at, back out playing and, and uh enjoying my football again and, and having that match day feeling when you wake up on a Saturday, nothing beats it. And um, obviously Ipswich with the manager knowing me well, he um, got on the phone with a few days to go and, and asked was I available to, to come and play. And yeah, I didn't have any any doubts about joining the club and I knew what a big a big club it is here and um, obviously the fan base just from playing against Ipswich in previous years. And yeah, it was a no-brainer for me to, just to come and, and enjoy my football and get back playing and and be part of a, a setup that I know well. Uh, and from the inside, I uh, it'd be good to understand. I, I, from what we've heard, Paul Cook's team—it's all about the team spirit and building that the kind of camaraderie and stuff like that. So that's yeah. presumably important, particularly as a, a lone player coming in or someone who's not new to the area. You want to kind of fit in with a squad where there's like a good feeling and a and a, an environment that's positive. And that sounds like the, he, he's big on that. Yeah, he's massive. Um, I think you can see the enthusiasm and stuff he has for the game on the touchline. If you sit that side of the ground, um, <laughs> pre-match, post-match interviews, I'm probably, I'm sure are the same. Um, just loves the game, wants to do well, wants to be. He's a winner and uh, wants wants to bring that to to Ipswich Town. And um, I think some things take time, and I think that will be the case case at the minute. Um, but no, the enthusiasm and positivity that he wants around the place is is infectious, really. And I think you can see that, like I say, from the way he is on, on a Saturday. So, um, no, wanted to be part of it again and um, delighted to be here. Brilliant stuff. And, and I also have to ask, am I right that you played under Tony Mowbray at Blackburn as well? Yeah. He's a I bit did, of a yeah. club legend here. What was it like yeah. working with him? Uh, yeah, obviously a, a lot different. I think every manager I've played for has been a little bit different in their ways. Um, but no, experienced manager at that level, um, been about the game for years, managed lots of lots of big teams, really West Brom, Celtic, um, and then he's had a bigger stint at, at Blackburn. So um, no, it was a good good loan for me. I actually played every game. Of, uh, was it? Yeah, every game I played, forty six games. Obviously, the season was broke, but um, with COVID. But no, enjoyed my time at Blackburn, and it's. Uh, it's a big Northwest club, really, um, with with history and stuff. So no, um, Tony Mowbray was was a good manager to work for. Brilliant, yeah. And uh, am I right as well? You had quite a young goalkeeper coach at Blackburn. Is it Ben Benson as well? I was going yeah. to ask about coaching and how that's kind of evolved because you know the the, ge- the goalkeeping position has changed so much in the last kind of ten years or so. It's very technical mm-hmm. now, very analytical. Obviously, the whole game is. And you've, you're working yeah. with John Keeley at Ipswich. How how have you found that evolution? And and what kind of what bits do you focus on in the kind of coaching analytics area? Um, I think I've had a lot. I've had a lot of coaches now throughout the years. Um, growing up at Plymouth, I had the same same coach. Um, 
then moved to Brighton, had lots of lots of different coaches, was in lucky enough to be involved in the England setup. So they're a different model. Um so no, I've been fortunate enough to work with some top coaches in the country and um I think it's as a goalie it's just taking little individual bits from each each coach. There's obviously gonna be some things that you like, some things that you dislike, but I think ultimately is taking as much information and as you can to to put into your game and um obviously adapting to different team styles. It, it's, it's, it is hard um, going on loan as a goalie because you obviously got to join different teams and teams play different ways. Managers have different different like styles of play and stuff. So no, I think I think the role of the goalie has developed massive over uh, over time, um, and I think it it still is. Um, you see the the goalies at the top level are getting analysed to like the smallest things and um I think with the with the technology now I think it's it's easy to do that. So I think being on top of your game and and making sure as a goalie you self analyse um is is massive. Um because if you're not someone else is going to be analysing you. So um no, it's just uh, I love playing the position obviously because um I have for so long but it's I think it is an evolving position and um Obviously, there's lots of young goalies now playing in the Premier League have come from from abroad and they bring a different style to the game. And then you've got like the English goalies, different style again. And um, I think it's a great match in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. And and John Keeley, kind of what's his style about? Because um, knowing that we were going to have a chat, I, I watched, so I, I got a little bit, I'm a bit nerdy. I got a little early and watched the warm up. And to me, John Keeley, the other thing that I took away was, and it's similar with Malcolm Webster, you might have come across, he used to be the keeper coach at Ipswich. His half volleys and his long range shooting accuracy is unbelievable. He's popping in shots from all over the place. Yeah. How must it be to face him? Um, yeah, I've obviously I've known John quite a long time now. Being a being a Brighton goalie back in his yeah, a bit of a legend there, isn't he? Um, yeah, so he's obviously got a lot of contacts at the club still. So um, he was out of work a few years ago um, when I was in the twenty threes at Brighton, and he actually came in and started to do a bit of coaching, and then got offered a job elsewhere and and took that on. And for those few sessions, I actually got to know him quite well, and he took a few games and. Ever since he's obviously followed my progress, and um, he actually wanted to take me to Portsmouth, and I went down and met him for a loan once, and um, didn't work out for whatever reason. And then obviously I knew that he was here, so um, it was an easy transition for me coming somewhere that I knew the goalie coach and um, off the pitch as well. He's just a great guy. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever come across him, but he's one of the nicest coaches I've, I've worked with, and. Um, wears his heart on his sleeve and just loves goalkeeping and he's obviously done it for that long now the experiences and the things he's actually seen within the game um, are just so helpful for for myself who's probably still classed as a younger goalie Um, so no it's 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 great to have a person like that around me that's obviously been there he's he's been out on the pitch in front of thousands of people and he knows he's seen every scenario so he's he's there as like a a mentor more as well as a as a really good coach that's great uh, definitely the kind of his positivity definitely comes across yeah. and we've, we've obviously heard, heard of a few times from him and, and that's great to see and and part of it to me feels like it needs to be fun and enjoyable there's kind of a positive energy that needs to be there as well because football's stressful enough isn't it and course, you know yeah. the psychology of the game it feels like part yeah. of what his approach is correct me if i'm wrong is partly enjoying it similar to the manager in that yeah. respect i think um sometimes a goalkeeping like a goalkeeper can be a lonely being a goalkeeper can be a lonely position and I think 
you're working with the same people every day. Like the outfield players are obviously in their session. There could be 20 of them in a session. They're not having that close of contact with coaches individually. Whereas a goalkeeper, you're working as one of four in a group and the coach has to drive the sessions. He has to make it enthusiastic. Everyone has to get on because you're in a, such a small, close-knit group that if you don't get on, it's an awkward environment. I've luckily enough not been in one of them. But um, no, I think as a goalie coach, you've got to have that enthusiasm and, and drive sessions and and have a love for all your keepers, really, and, and be there for them, uh, good, bad, on the pitch, off the pitch. I think it's... Um, I think it is a different group being a goalkeeper and they talk about the goalkeeper union and it is quite true. There's there's no other position on the pitch like it when it comes to your individual sessions and, and stuff like that. So no, um, obviously a, a great guy and a, a great coach. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. I was going to ask you, uh, I mean, there's a couple of moments, obviously, from your time with Ipswich that really stick out. And I'm just interested to understand um, how much of that is just your kind of natural instinct as a goalkeeper and as a, as a human being versus preparation and coaching. Obviously, that Wickham save at 3-1, I mean, hugely vital to make sure that we see that game out. Even the penalty save against Oldham, the psych save from Oxford. How much of that is is just your innate instincts versus how much of it is preparation knowing where to be? Um, I think a bit of both. Um I think preparation in, in that game against Wickham in the build-up, I just knew that you know that you're going to be coming up against a physical, relentless, long ball team. And that is what they do. Um, they don't come away from it and they are like relentless with it. And that's why teams don't pick up many results when they go there. And they did all right in the championship and were unfortunate to go down really at the end of it. So no, that I knew what was coming that night. Long balls into the box. Being, I had to be on the front foot and... I think the save came from a corner, so making sure that when if I'm not coming for the first ball, I'm set ready for for a header shot, second phase like the, their goal. 
Um, it comes from a header or whatever, and another set play goal that they scored. And um, no, it was, it was a good save, and I was one that I was pleased with. But um, yeah, I think it's it comes from being set and, and knowing what's coming, really. Can you enjoy those moments in in the match, or is it only when you look back afterwards? Because it's kind of yeah, the I job's think... not over until the final whistle no, goes. No. So you have to enjoy it. At the time, I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, being the scoreline is where it was three one. Um, you've obviously got a bit of security with that. Um, yeah, but no, that that save um, obviously dampens down the game really because if they score, then who knows? They could get a bit of momentum in the game. But no, I obviously enjoy a save. Um, can't be for too long, but. Um, no, after the game, um, it's one that I'd look back on and and be pleased with. Because it is, a, as you said, it is a lonely position as well. And and I, I just I, we talked about this before we started recording. I worry about goalkeepers in this time of year, and, and particularly for a team like Ipswich, there will be matches at this level where you might not have a huge amount to do. So how do you kind of keep that mental focus ticking over, and how do you prevent yourself from getting freezing bloody cold as well? Yeah, I think it's the layers. Um, but uh, no, I think. This time of year, it's it's cold. Obviously, it's, it's cold. But I think the concentration comes from playing lots of games. Really, like over a period of time, knowing knowing how you, how to get through a game and and make sure your focus is is bang at it because your focus has got to be as strong at the first minute as it is at the ninetieth. And um, I think just making sure you're talking, organising, keeping yourself involved in the game, even if there's a corner, making sure you're high up out your box if the ball does come out you're on the front foot things like that just little things within your game that will keep you focused on 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 the job and um i think yeah like it comes from from experience really and you say the, the kind of goalkeeping union um is obviously a, we we hear about it it's nice to know that yeah. it's actually a real thing who are the kind of goalkeepers that you've you obviously you say you still you know grown up came into the Plymouth team, admittedly, I think you, 16, you were on the bench, weren't you, for them, yeah. and then had to come back online to play. Brighton, 18, when you started. That's quite a young age for a goalkeeper. So who who were the players you looked up to? Was, was Lario one of those? Yeah. Stockdale, Kushak? So, so Lario was my favourite goalie. I literally lived for him. School projects, it was on Roman Lario. Like, was it? Yeah, I was fanatical about it. And it was, as any kid is really with football, um, yeah, I used to love him. Um, and I remember once when I was about five or six, I must have drawn a picture of him, gave it to him after the game and invited him to my house to play football. <laughs> no. um, Did he remember that when you started? He actually turned up at my house a week later and played football with me in the garden. Really? So, wow. Didn't um, yeah, it was, it was it was mental. He was friend. It was, he was actually from France. He'd only been over for, I don't know, a year, not even a year. And he, I remember I gave him something in the, uh, it was actually, I went to get him to sign an autograph in the car park before, after a game. And uh, I don't think I had the pen worked or, and he sent me an autograph after because he like felt bad or whatever. So that was it. Oh, was, guy. He, was he was my favourite player after that. And then um, drew him a picture, like I said, and he came to my house and invited him down and he came down in a little beat up old, like Nissan. <laughs> Um, with a French number player and he's coming to the like Sender Cornwall like I, I don't know what, what was going through his head he must have thought where am I going here um, family made him like a roast didn't like he absolutely loved it I've still got pictures at home um, it was it was mental really that's like, unbelievable I can't believe that in today's game like I think no. with, with things but um, no and then from then on got really good friends with him and then 
Um, my dad got quite friendly with him. My dad's best friend, who was a Plymouth diehard for, for many years and, and followed the club and he got friendly with him and still friends with him now. Um, he still lives in the area. Um, and then funny enough, when I was 16, he, he was the goalie still and became goalie coach. So, um, full circle. Yeah, it a, yeah, it was a full circle. Really. That's it's amazing. Crazy how that I came through and knew him, knew him really well. So he was the main one really that I'd looked up to. Yeah, I my first ever autograph was Craig Forrest. Um, right, yeah, you yeah. might have come across. He was at Ipswich yeah, when I was yeah. growing up as well. Maybe there's something about keepers because Craig he, he stayed for absolute ages signing autographs, and I think yeah. I do think there's keepers are a slightly different. Maybe there's more empathy and understanding because you have to be so patient for a lot of the time and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's something to do with that. Yeah, I think I'm like the same now. If I see see people wanting autographs after games, I'll I'll never not sign them or like you hear stories that players walk off or like you just got to give them the time of day, like give him your time. And I knew what it was like as a kid. I'd go to Plymouth games and wait and wait for players after the game because I'd go to school on the Monday and tell everyone and that's made my week then. So yeah. I can do that for a player or even if it's a pair of gloves after the game, whatever it might be, the small things I just think can, can maybe put someone on the path in football because they might like look up to you or, um, so I think the small things like that go a long way in, in the game. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, mm. uh, and uh, do you, I, I, you're kind of, in terms of the goalkeeper, where you said it's a kind of unique position, I would suggest you're probably, you've still got ages to go in your career, but are you now starting to think about coaching or are you starting to think about mentoring the younger guys? I know that um, obviously there's, there's three kind of first team keepers at Ipswich, um, including you, but is that now something that you've got half an eye on or is it you're still quite young in your career and still thinking about yeah. that? I think you've always got to have a bit of an eye on the future, um, whether it's coaching, scouting, whatever you want to be, a manager maybe, like it's, it's, you've always got to have it in the back of your head but I think at the minute my main focus is playing settling somewhere and then over time I think yeah I think you sort of fall into those jobs maybe and um, goalkeeping is something that I would look to be stay involved in after that like and, and help and use use my experience whether I play 200 300 games um, yeah it'd be something I'd look into definitely doing after that when I finish um, but at the minute I think it's just focus on playing really I was going to say, because a lot of your career, people will see is, has been involved loan moves, but you've always played. So is, in terms of your advice to a, a keeper, if, if the keeper's listening, a young keeper, is it to play as much as possible? Is, is that the kind of philosophy that you've got? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think playing is the most important thing in any position, really. I think last year I wasn't playing. I wasn't enjoying my football. And sorry, really, I was, I was... Um, I was in a good place. I was at Brighton, lovely training ground facilities, but I wasn't having that match day feeling. I know it was COVID and it wasn't really the same, but um, yeah, for any any young keeper, I would say go and play, whether it's non-league, like South, like Southern Premier, whatever it might be, just getting men's football into you at a, at a young age. I think you look at the, if you probably looked at the Premier League goalies that are English, I know like the lads that come from abroad or, come from Europe their pathways might be a bit different but English goalies I think Pickford for example had loans at Darlington Alfreton Town whatever they're called and um, I think he went to Burton Carl like loads of loan clubs and yeah. he's an England goalie Ramsdale Joe like, Hart yeah Joe yeah. Hart Ben Foster um, Ben Foster actually went to a team that like down in the southwest um, at a young age Truro. 
Is it true? Tiverton, he went. Tiverton. Yeah. And uh, I know the manager there and he said he came at a young age. No one had heard of him. Two years later, he's getting a move to Man United. So, yeah, I think it's massive to be playing, playing football and, and enjoying it and having that oh, like Saturday feeling I talk about. It's, it's massive for a goalie. And you just pick up experiences along the way, whether it's good, bad, mistakes happen. It's all going to set you in, in good stead in the, in the long run. So, yeah, playing playing is massive. Brilliant stuff. We talked a lot about football. Outside of football, what's the kind of stuff that you're getting up to? Are you a music? Are you a box set? Are you FIFA football manager, that kind of stuff? What's going on? Um, yeah, I mean, a big football manager fan, to be fair. Played okay. the new actually. So, long journeys, especially from here. We've had a lot of long journeys of late. So, we had old <laughs> yeah. So, I spent a good 20 hours on a bus. So, Football manager got me for it. Yeah, it box sets. Uh, I enjoy my cricket as well. So okay. um, obviously the World Cup was on, um, which was which was enjoyable and um, played cricket up until I was fourteen, and then I had to make a decision whether I wanted to do football or cricket. So, wow. um, were you a bowler? I assume because of your height. Rounder, actually. Right, I okay. think probably if I carried on, I would have probably gone more down the bowling route. But um, family was a cricketing family. Really, no one really played football. Um, so that's what I was brought up with was cricket. Um, dad played, my brother still plays and coaches now. Um, but no, I loved my cricket when I was younger. Um, it was obviously just one of those things that because I was in a professional club, I couldn't do both. Um, and then obviously can't play now. So no, still follow it a lot. And um, yeah, I would love to still be able to play because I, I love the day out. Obviously going on a Saturday, it's, yeah, it's a long course, day, yeah. but... Some it's not for everyone, but no, I used to used to love my cricket and still and still do. And when the when the weather's a bit better, you need to head down to Essex, down to Chelmsford, and yeah, I know. Yeah, I went past on the train the other day. I think the grounds just on the right hand side as you go up from London. So uh, yeah, it's not far. So I might have to head down if I'm still here next year. <laughs> I'm the wrong mom- member of our pod team to ask you about cricket, but I can ask you about football manager. Firstly, are you aware that Joe on our team is the ITFC? researcher for football manager and if you're not he's unfortunately not here do you have any request for your stats or any of your teammates stats to be changed anything that jumped out that um, you're going to disagree with actually because uh I, had, I was actually all right with my stats i think this year joe um, didn't do them by the way so that's probably no, what... i was going to say it would have been brighton because i was yeah i was late signing here so no i was i was all right with it but if i have any problems or i need any tips i think you know where to go man. yeah any of your teammates out. though do you play who you, who's your save as by the way ipswich town is it i've gone straight to ipswich yeah um don't i don't tell the boss i usually do i usually do a, a non-league work my way up sort of uh job but just now i went straight in with ipswich um but no i think i know where to go if i need any tips now. yeah is there anyone's stats that you kind of thinking well i'm not sure about this i don't know but i think uh, there's a few boys play. I think George Edmondson's a big football manager. Plays with like some team in Poland and tries to right. get them in Europe and win the Champions League. So, um, but no, everyone was uh, I think pleased with their stats from that. But I know that plays it anyway. So um, it's a good good little uh, contact to know now. Though, if we yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll give you his email just later on. Um, finally, then we we mentioned it at the start the FA Cup. Um, 
Barrow on Saturday, and then and then a really tough run of games, and and then the kind of pack out Portman Road stuff with Sunderland, um, Wickham, Lincoln. It doesn't get any easier, does it? What's your kind of hopes and thoughts for the for the matches ahead, and and particularly the role that the kind of supporters can have because. You know, it's it's been a kind of up and down. It's been a tricky season, as we know. But then there have been moments of you know massive enjoyment and big wins and so on. So it's really difficult and being being so up and down. What's the kind of thoughts for the next few weeks ahead? Uh, I think just I know it's cliche, but Saturday's most important at the minute. I think we just get through the FA Cup and then we've got a Tuesday night where it'll be another another packed out away end, which is much unbelievable. Since I've been here, we've had. The games that I've played anyway, um, Portsmouth, Wickham, Plymouth, um, unbelievable. Even at Oldham on the Tuesday night, there was a fair few hundred fans then. That is, I think it was like a third of their crowd was Ipswich or whatever. So on a Tuesday night to Oldham, it's unbelievable. And um, the away support and home support has been been brilliant. And I think the pack out Portman Road um, that the club have put on, I think it's going to, be brilliant and obviously people get into games over over a festive period it, it's it's nice for for families to get out and enjoy enjoy the football because um there's some big games coming up and i think as a as a player you'd like nothing more than to see a ground packed out and to have that on in these games especially in a busy period will be will be brilliant and i know at gillingham on on boxing day another big away away following so no, really looking forward to being involved in these sort of games. And as a player, that's what you want. And and we've got to thrive off it and 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 bring enjoyment back to the fans because we've had some uh, away days where we have done that. And um, the buzz on people's faces on social media, whatever it is, like the message I've received, I, people are absolutely buzzing with the away away games. And I know it can be being a fan myself. I know it's a long long old drive if you do lose a game of football. And, um, no, looking forward to the uh, festive period because we've got some some really big games coming up. Yeah, Christian, thank you so much for spending the time talking to us. Some really no fascinating problem. insights. We obviously, all the team and all of our listeners, subscribers, yeah. wish you all the best, especially in the cold weather. Um, yeah. and, and try to enjoy Christmas as much as you can as well. I know that's difficult no, yeah. for footballers too. Um, and thanks again for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.